Welcome to the Home Ownership and Marriage Podcast with the Low Property Team, where it is all about running a successful business together and balancing a healthy marriage. Host Jarrell and Brittany Lowe. Purpose and passion is to help you create the life you want by turning your combined passions into generational wealth while sharing what they've learned on their journey with you. Let's get started. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage. My name is Jarrell Lowe. And I'm Brittany Lowe. And we are the Low Property Team. It is spooky season. Yes, Halloween is here. And with that, we want to talk about our longest transaction, or let me correct that, our longest escrow to date. Now, we have to preface it because it was a headache for all parties. It was a challenge for all parties. It was one of those perfect storms that just happened at the right time. And our clients, we're happy to say, we are happy to say that they have received their keys and on record as of yesterday and received their keys today. Now, with that being said, Brittany, if you can just remind me, I think our offer for this client was accepted all... Beginning of August. Beginning of August, right? Beginning of August, interest rates haven't they haven't done their... Uh, their roller coaster deal right now and the climb up and everything's moving smoothly. Our clients, you know, their lender, I think it was about three weeks in, they decided that they needed to switch lenders. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I said, the perfect storm was starting to come, just is starting to just compound. And let me just give you a little bit of a backlog about this. We found a house, the house was sitting for some time. It was a probate sale, so highly motivated sellers, highly, highly motivated sellers. Clients, we submitted the offer, offer accepted early August, and here we are almost two, two and a half months later. I want to talk to you about this process. One, because I don't want to point the finger at anyone. This is not about pointing the blame at the sellers or our buyers or the lender. It's about understanding what the market is doing right now, and the benefit is there for buyers. In any other time frame, last two years or before then, if we wouldn't have closed in our agreed contractual close of escrow date, it was highly likely that your EMD, earnest money funds, would be taken. But through this transaction, what we've experienced was sellers were patient. Sellers kept us encouraged when we felt like, as, as the buyer's agent, it always feels like the pressure falls on you. It's always your responsibility or no one takes onus. And as that buyer's agent, you know, what we realize, and we try to coach ourselves through some of the things that we share with you on the show, is Brittany and myself, we started bickering at one another because it was like the seller agent, the lender, the buyers, no one had the answer why this thing wasn't moving along as anticipated or as we, you know, as we would like it to. A normal 25-day close, the whole 14-day. Or sooner. Or sooner. You know, the goal is to close it before then. But we had the standard days in there. And when we got to week three and we got news from the lender, so we got on the phone with the sell- with our with our buyers and the lender and immediately, I, I just felt my heart drop because me and Brittany are on speakerphone and we're listening to the complications that they're having, what's going on, the experience. And he said, look, here's what we can do. We're going to flip lenders. 
And immediately, that's when that's when Brittany and myself, our internal fires just went array. It just went bananas. And from that moment on, it was like we were bickering at one another just like for things that we weren't responsible for. But it was that pressure. It was that intense feeling like we're always obligated to fix all the problems that have come above, had it come about. And that's where we were like, all right, we need to share this escrow, not the details of it, but the importance of understanding why buyers right now, it's a great market for you. It is. Yes, interest rates are climbing and expected to continue to climb. But how we turned our worst escrow experience into a $5,000 seller credit to our buyers is one that we should all be praising about. Well, and a couple of things that I wanted to mention just based off of what Gerald said is one low property team, we very much pride ourselves that we have never lost a deal or a transaction um, for any of our clients, regardless if you are on the buyer's side or the seller's side. We've never had to withdraw a listing. So that is something that internally we are very competitive with and that we pride ourselves on, that we we always tell our people on our team, the agents on our team, the same thing is do whatever it takes to get the job done. And when it comes to that 12th hour, I don't care what it takes. You do not by any means really just tell a client or tell all parties or that there's nothing that you can't do. I've been in situations, Jarrell's been in situations where we've worked with so many lenders and that's why it's so important to pick the specific lender and be very tedious about that process because I've been a part of some. The lenders have told the clients from Jump, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do and we were supposed to close in three days. So with that, I think that that's something that we get very fired up about in terms of... I don't care if it's the shortest deal or the longest deal, we're not going to lose the deal, yeah. right? Lose the home because purchasing a home, selling a home, both are equally a huge investment. So like Jarrell shared with this specific situation, it it wouldn't have worked out if it was in a different kind of market. And what we mean by that is if it was a seller's market, mm. because at that point, the seller essentially could have told us, you know, in this situation, you're out of compliance. I have another, I have a backup buyer. I have X amount of buyers. But because they were on the market for so long, being a probate sale is that they didn't have any other options. So at the end of the day, we were their best option, yeah. but that worked in our favor. That was just kind of one of the biggest points that I wanted to highlight. Two, I think what we really want to get into and cover, you know, being being a buyer, being a seller is it just goes back to who you work with matters. And we say this so many times, we can't stress it enough. It's in all of our resources because it, it truly does matter, right? In the last couple of episodes, I think we had spoke about being problem solvers, right? And as realtors, that's really, we wear so many different caps yeah. from sometimes what feels like a therapist to sometimes being the lender when the lender is slacking. Well, to, even to a general, like a general contractor. services, right? Getting exactly. everyone in but, the house. I think the biggest the biggest title that we hold more so than a realtor is being a problem solver. Absolutely. And that's kind of the mindset that we go into with every single client that we work with. And so this one, yes, it it sucked and there were some moments where I said, well, this might be the one that we might not be able to close because it, it was almost like that snowball effect, right? With those those winter movies that you see the snowball start right at the very top of the hill. And as it continues to go down, it gets bigger and yeah, bigger and yeah. bigger. And 
that's what it felt like. Unfortunately, that's what it felt like for our clients, right? Yeah. When you're going through this, it's, you know, you're not getting bad news and then good news. How we work so hard for is it just went from bad news to worse news to really worse news. Absolutely. And then figuring out how to find some light at the end of the tunnel to get to the closing table. And I think what's important is what Brittany's highlighting, prop being a problem solver, right? I think the moment clients tell us, I really love this home, I want it. That's when we go 110, 120 to do everything possible to ensure that we're presenting, we're, you know, facilitating and we're nurturing this this offer to get an escrow with the sellers and then receiving the keys in hand. It is our goal once the clients have stated that, and that's where Brittany's sharing, hey, we don't let it fall to the wayside at the fault of us because we over-communicate. We're taking care of responsibilities that are not our responsibilities, but because our clients chose us and we want to make sure that they get what they want out of this transaction, out of this experience. Yeah. And I think a part of that comes with being transparent, right? If, like Jarrell said, if you state, you know, we really want this home. For us in working with you, we are only going to be as motivated as you are motivated, right? So we can't want it more than you do. Exactly, right? This isn't our money. This isn't our next step to stay in the home. So I think that that's something that also is we try so hard to attract, right? Is folks that are motivated and ready and want to sell their home in X amount of days or to purchase home in X amount of days, we will make it happen. But we, on the flip side, are are not going to beg in anything. We don't do the window shopping. We don't do the... Now, if you're serious and you need to be put on a plan in terms of based on your package, that's totally fine. Yeah, but yeah. we can, I should say, we can decipher very early on if you're motivated or not. Now, the second thing that I want to mention as well is when we do see that you're motivated and we want to be motivated for you as well is the component of just being transparent. We are not going to sit here and give you some false reality of something that we know can't happen. We will be upfront and honest and say, we know this is what you want and we are going to be entirely honest. We are professionals in this market and based on your package or based on this or based on this, we can't make miracles happen. But we also, when we do state that, we're going to come with, I always love that saying that if you're going to state a problem, you better come with a way to solve that problem, right? So we're not just going to state the issue or state, hey, this isn't going to work. We're going to at least have option A, B, and C for you to work off of. And I think when we're talking about packages, I want to say this and kind of just uh, revisit some of those feelings and emotions we had when we had when we were on the phone with the buyer and the lender trying to strategize. The start of this escrow, and again, I'm sorry to reference it, but the past two years, it was like giving up a kidney trying to get an appraisal out there, right? Like, my goodness, can we get one in 10 days? What We need an appraiser to get out there and turn a report in 14 days. And just for reference as well, an appraiser is required an appraiser is required to come out and appraise a property prior to any sale, regardless if you are on the buyer side or on the seller side. And so it kind of shook us all when offer was accepted. Friday, the appraisal was submitted. Sunday, the appraisal was done and turned back in by Tuesday. And we were like, Aunt Brittany and myself were like, my goodness, this is going to be seamless. Like we're rocking and rolling. And then we got that call. 
where the lender wanted to talk to us and the buyer. And I, I, you know, not to go into personal detail, but the reality is if you're looking to buy right now, right, what you were pre-approved for before has drastically changed if you didn't update your pre-approval status or you don't stay in constant contact with your lender. And now what they were initially was a 5-2. And in a matter of two to three weeks, we've seen that rate go from a 5-2 to a 5-8 to a 6-5 to a 7. They're projecting it's going to stabilize at a 6-5, 6-8. But they're also saying, when I'm saying they, the lending world is sharing that this could get up to a 10. And what well, hap- even the feds are mentioning yeah. it as well. And I think what happened is it caught us all by storm at the perfect time because here we are at the third week. And again, I do have to say the sellers were super patient. They were super patient until we pressed their deadline. And when we flipped lenders and we had to notify the selling side that we were flipping lenders, we changed lenders and the lender ensured that they were going to get it done, right? This new lender was going to get it done in a time frame. Well, we got a phone call from the selling side and it was a probate sale. And to add, to compound to that, it was a reverse mortgage that was on the home. And now the reverse mortgage had a deadline before it was sent to pre-foreclosure. And so when I tell you that last three weeks was like, I totally commend Brittany because she met with the clients. They went to FedEx Kinko's. They scanned documents. They pulled information from their banks. Brittany went over there, got it done. It was a dog race for that last three weeks because we knew we had a deadline that if we didn't meet that deadline, and I must say we beat the deadline by week, we closed, and clients have received the keys. But that process of getting to this point That's why it's so important, like Brittany shares, who you work with matters because you need problem solvers on your side. But also you have to stay in constant contact with your lender, right? If things change, if you got a new car or the interest rates change, so you probably lost sixty to $70,000 worth of buying power. And that impacts when you're submitting offers and we need to be update or abreast on what those changes look like for your profile. And I think what it really comes down to is just always being mortgage ready. I think for this situation in particular, a lot of that could have been avoided, but also it couldn't have because all parties in the transaction, there were delays upon delays upon delays, right? So it's not when you run into, we call them hell-like transactions, it's not just because of the realtor. It's not just because of the lender or escrow or whomever. All parties have a piece to the puzzle, right? That they have to put together and solve. But I think being a client and potentially thinking of yourself of investing in real estate, it it doesn't just work in the sense where you just kind of go on Google to findalender.com and let me put in my info and boom, there's a pre-approval letter and then perfect. Now I can submit an offer on a house and right. There's so, so much more tedious work that goes into it that that's what we're always talking about is staying mortgage ready. Because when you do come across that home in order to alleviate these hell-like transactions, there's a lot of back-end items that if you kind of have your ducks in a row, help that process, right? It helps to make the se- the process seamless yeah. from for all parties, I would say. Yeah. And I think, you know, just speaking about the, uh, um, without going into detail, speaking about the financial process is 
They were first-time homebuyers. They were fairly new to this process. And the way they banked was not, you know, it was, it was. I don't want to say abstract. It was Unorthodox. unique. It was unique, right? And and the lender kept, we needed, we needed verification. We needed, uh, conditions needed to be. Conditions right? after conditions after like, conditions. And that's where we were learning through this process. Like, man, like there's something, even though we're all upset at this being forever and taking so long, and it feels like we're at the 11th hour doing all the work while everyone's just pressing us. We had to take a step back to say, man, like, can we condense how we do our personal stuff through one bank? How do we prepare ourselves for our next adventure? Because what the reality is, in, in 2020 and 2021, it was almost like, dude, if you got in a pre-approval letter, it's you're good to go. Now with funds tightening and, and interest rates increasing, it, they're over-verifying before you get that clear to close. Like they want to make sure that you can cover this. There's no more of the 2008, 2007 writing those bad, you know, everyone gets a house. No, th- we're not seeing those days no more. And that's where before, you know, right when that bickering between me and Brittany started happening, we had to remind ourselves, you know what? This is not our fault. And this is not the fault of anyone else. This is just a circumstance issue, right? This is something that's happening right now that we have to step back to say, all right, we need to solve this and we need to figure out how to get them through this finish line. And I think that was that important piece that we both applied to get that that extra umph or get our clients over that process and communicating with the sellers. Like I, I give a huge credit to Brittany. We were scared. I don't want to say scared, but we were nervous. Like, dude, they're going to cancel. Like, they're going to cancel. And then we, you know, we gave a little bit of detail to the sellers. Brittany talked with the sell- listing side. And Brittany, went all through the course of that conversation, kind of massaged them, gave them. And at the end of the conversation, she shot Brittany a text message and then sent over an email saying, our sellers are going to credit 5000 to your buyers. We just want you guys to stay in the deal. And the reality was there was no other buyers. Mm -hmm. But this market gave us the opportunity to turn a a lemon into lemonade and create this. Our buyers were absolutely in love with the house. They wanted it. That's what they fit every checkbox that they had. What it really comes down to is communication, right? Communication on all ends. And I know we talk about who you work with matters and that is so important. But with that and why that is so important is because when we're talking about real estate, there is so much communication happening across all different parties that here's a great example, right? When I first started my real estate career, I believe I shared, I had the opportunity to work with an amazing team, top performing team. And I remember my coach, my team lead at that time would always say, when it comes to clients, I don't care if you don't have an update to give. But at the end of the day, you always need to give an update. And for me, that goes for if I'm if I'm the buyer's agent, if I'm working in a transaction with the listing agent. I don't care if there's an update that I have. Hey, just going to update you on what's going on right now, where the client's pre-approval is happening, where this and this and this. Same thing with clients. I want to update you on what's going on because it was so important just for, for folks, especially first-time homebuyers. They don't know what's going on, yeah. right? This is a whole brand new, exciting, nervous, crazy experience. And so when you inform folks, that kind of alleviates that 
sitting around wondering and that wondering is going to turn into worry. And so I think, you know, Jarell and myself, same thing with everybody on our team. We love to be able to communicate in an efficient way so that our clients, the professionals that we work with, feel comfortable. And I think that that goes, when we say who you work with matters, is that's a lot of digging and research that needs to be done when you're finding a real estate team, when you're finding a lender to work with. You don't want to enter into a a huge purchase and then you're not hearing from one party for 10 days. That's not okay. So I think that with communication, who you work with matters and always being mortgage ready are three, I would say they were three great reminders for myself being in this transaction and Jarell being in this transaction of, uh, yeah, just a friendly, quick refresher reminder. Not that any of those would have drastically changed the outcome of this, right? Because real estate stuff happens. We can sit here and do everything in our power to avoid it, which we do. But sometimes it it just happens. It, That's it just depends. life. It's just real estate. Yeah. We, we've we seen it time and time again and it sucks, but it's figuring out every single time. When we're going through it, like Jarrell said, we're bickering at each other. But at the end of it, we're kind of having a debrief of, okay, what systems could we work? What things can we implement? What can we learn from this that's tactical so that when we do endure this situation again, which we know we will because it's inevitable. How do we make sure that we don't make that same mistake twice? And I think the point to take from that, Brittany, is uh, providing a no update is a great update. And sometimes we just got to be willing to step out there and let the listing side know, let our clients know, hey, at this moment, everything's entitled. We don't have an update right now, but you should be expecting an email from this person or from your lender about next steps. And I will say time and time again, our clients, our past clients, I will say this on behalf of them because I know that they will vouch for it. They love it. Yeah. And even if I'm sending a quick morning message, hey, I don't need you to respond. I just wanted to let you know this is where we're at. They love that, right? Because they feel empowered. They feel connected. They feel in it with us. And that's always when we're doing business, that's what we want more so our clients to walk away with that we're all in this together and you have a team that is quarterbacking everything from you. It's almost like you're not sitting on the sidelines watching. You're kind of, you're on the field. You're seeing what's happening. But you're getting the cheat sheet as you exactly. go through it. Here's what's getting ready to happen. And that's what makes people comfortable because, hey, here's what's coming down the pipeline. Here's what you should expect. And that's what clients want. That's what lenders want. That's what listing agents, buyer agents want so they can ensure that we're all on one accord and going through this escrow together. When we don't provide updates, that's when it turns into a headache. And to close this out, Brittany, I do just want to say this. What was it? 61, 62 days? Uh, How long was it? Too many days. It was a long period. But with this escrow, there was so much that we've learned on how we present ourselves and how we hold ourselves accountable that will help us to ensure our clients receive the best service possible. And I think that's what's important. Yes, we wanted to highlight the longest escrow ever and how this was the perfect storm and how these things prepared us to really go into WWE, WWF mode with one another. But the reality is, is sometimes in the midst of a storm, you have to remain calm And trust your confidant, trust your partner and say, let's talk this out. 
Let's talk this out so we can present our best foot forward for the clients, the listing agent, the lender. And that's what we did for this escrow to ensure our clients got the home they wanted, the $5,000 credit. And me and Brittany never show up to final signings, but this lady asked us to show up. And when we were there, I tell you, by far, it was, a. I don't want to classify it as amazing, but it had me in tears watching this lady sign the documents. And she invited us because she was like, I don't understand what they're asking, but can you guys just come to teach? Like, if I have questions about it, absolutely, we'll be there. And for me, just to stand in the back of the room, I was just like, dude, this is a powerful moment right now, experiencing that. Well, and I think why we did more or less want to highlight this is because so often we talk about the wins, right? We talk about the great things that are going on. And for maybe outside looking in, it may look like, wow, just real estate. It's it's just always on. It's always... Everyone's winning. Everyone's winning. But, but it's really not, right? And we like to be transparent with just kind of our own business, let you into a little bit of our life. It's, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's yeah. not. And to be true to ourselves and to be true to our clients, our future clients, and, and just our business is having these conversations, talking them out, figuring out some pointers that we said, hey, you know what? We want to share these with our audience. So that if they're in that same predicament, that they can get something from it. So I would say more or less is why we wanted to talk about it today. So like Jarrell said, our longest escrow to date, some highlighting tips to think about from that were one, always stay mortgage ready. Yes. Communication is so, so key. And yeah. then I think I'm missing the last one. Who you work with matters. Who you work with matters. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. until next time, thank you so much for joining us on another show. Um, please share with all of your family and friends. Subscribe, like, love, heart, whatever, all the things. We so appreciate you and have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Homeownership and Marriage with the Low Property Team. If you would like more information, helpful resources, or would like to book a personal consultation with the Lowe's, head over to lowpropertyteam.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, Jarrell and Brittany would be so grateful if you shared their podcast with a friend and leave them a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. The Low Property Team would like to say thank you for supporting their show and being a listener. See you next time on another episode of Homeownership and Marriage.